This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Restaurant Week, my favorite week of the year, will be happening from September 24th to October 1st. Over 180 restaurants participating with lunch and dinner option. Go to sandiegorestaurantweek.com and make your reservation now. Today's episode is sponsored by Organifi, the world's best superfoods company. Use coupon code SOBERLIFE at checkout, all one word, to receive 15% off any of your Organifi purchases. Again, SOBERLIFE, coupon code 15% off all of your Organifi purchases. Check it out. Hello. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to another episode of the Sober Life Audio Experience. Experience. (laughs) (laughs) Roman, good to see you. Brian, it's it's a pleasure as usual. As usual. Roman, uh, we have a very special, vibrant, just beautiful soul with us today. Yes, we do. The one and only... Jenna Phillips Ballard. Hey, hey, hey. What's Welcome going on? Welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. Yeah. So uh, we are live. <laughs> we, we are indeed. Yeah. We are ready to rock and Boom. roll. And uh, we're ready to kick this thing off. Yes, we are. How do we usually do that, Roman? Well, thanks for asking, Brian. <laughs> Whenever we have a special guest, we typically start with three special questions. Jenna, question number one. I'm what ready. is your vision? How much time do I have? <laughs> you, can, you can go and go uh, and go. My my vision is is a world of peace. Um, you know, something that I I really do believe is is possible. Maybe not in this lifetime, um, but I strive every day to be an example of that and to also stand for other people to be responsible with their leadership. Peace, like that, could be a pretty broad term. Yeah. So, like, when you mean a world of peace, could you dive a little bit deeper into sure. the peace that you mean? And well, what you're looking for. I just, I just saw Detroit, the movie, over the weekend. Okay. Um, okay. Have you guys seen that movie? No, I, I haven't. Not. Tell See us about it, it. Educate yourselves. Brace yourselves because you're going to be really angry. Okay. Um, okay. For you know, at, at one point or another, many times throughout the movie, and the movie, it what was really interesting about the movie is that it it could have been it was about something that happened in 1967 about it, it was a story about something that happened in, in Detroit. I'm not going to okay. give it away. Right. Okay. Um, but really about how how the the system really supports police officers in getting away with murder. I mean, literally getting away with murder. Right. And so there was a story about that in, in the movie. And um, the scary part about the movie is that it could have been about something that happened today. Yeah. Because and, and I'm looking, I'm watching this movie. I go, okay, this happened in 1967, but this stuff is still going on today in 2017. Mm. And, um, and I, it, the movie took me on this roller coaster of being like angry and then inspired and then confused and then helpless. And then I'm like embarrassed to be white. And then <sighs> I, you know, there, it just like this yeah. crazy roller coaster, but then also realizing that. I am responsible because mm. I am white, that I really get to be an interruption and I get to be an example of, um, 
of what is possible when we start with love, when we when we be love and, uh-huh. and every everything that we do. So, you know, it really it, it had me uh, I had to Dang. cleanse my soul. I really had to cleanse my soul. And I watched uh, the hitman bodyguard after that. And then because <laughs> I was like depressed for like two days. So that um, was your that was your choice to watch after. I hitman. had to. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, so so I, it was like a restart button. But I really but truly the the entire experience, me seeing the movie and the roller coaster that I was on during the movie, after the movie, it really inspired me to to expand my vision in, on a much bigger scale, much bigger level. Because uh, as you guys know, I'm the found, one of the founders of Ascension Leadership Academy, which I imagine we'll talk about at some point yeah. yes. throughout. Uh, however, um, a lot of people don't know under really truly understand the work that we do mm-hmm. in these trainings That's until true. they actually go through. Right. Um, so it really had me become even more inspired to make sure that the leaders of our country and the leaders of, of the free world, leaders of the UN experience our trainings because mm. I, re- I really do. And also police forces. I mean, I right. really, I want our leaders to experience these trainings because right. when, when people go through these trainings, as you guys know, they experience what it actually means to be a responsible leader, mm-hmm. really truly falling in love with humanity as a global community that, uh, you know, the understanding that there is no separation. And these are concepts that we can, we, know, but to really feel and embody in a way that it the it it expands times a million plus infinity plus fifty seven gajillion. <laughs> so as you guys know, it's just beautiful work. And yes. so I, I really am committed to having Donald Trump mm. and the entire White House administration to going through our trainings or Love us bringing it. the trainings to them. What? So like I said, how much time do I have? Huge vision. Whoa, this, I'm on a mission to change the world. The studio is vibrating right now. I feel it. Yeah, I know. it's happening. Wow. So this is all tied into <laughs> the idea of peace. Yeah, your vision. Okay. Okay. Responsible leadership. Amazing. Starts from the top. Love Got it. it. Love, love it. it. Love it. Which goes into question number two, <gasps> Jenna. I can't wait. What do you love? Oh my gosh. I literally love everything. I love humans. <laughs> I love Burning Man. I love unicorns. <laughs> I love people who love people. I love pink. I love sparkles, glitter, <laughs> um, manicures. I have mm-hmm. a pretty outrageous manicure, actually. Yeah. This is like no, a whole other no, level. This it. is my Burning wow. Man. I got <laughs> unicorns, rainbows, peacocks, gold. I mean, I just love everything that sparkles and everything that's awesome. <laughs> mm, damn. Yeah. yeah, this is true. I love dubstep. I love peanut butter. I love dark chocolate. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Shrimp cocktails. <laughs> I love so many things. I love everything that's awesome about life. This is so amazing. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That was a loaded question, and that was a loaded answer. Thank Indeed. you. You're there welcome. There we go. There we go. Question number three, Jenna. What is one book that has greatly shaped or impacted your life? The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. What about it? Boom. Um, what I love about Paulo Coelho and the way that he writes, he writes philosophical through philosophical um lessons through story so he's not it's not like an autobiography he really writes these beautiful stories that it's fiction but the way that he writes it there's just so much depth and richness he also wrote an amazing book called 11 minutes yeah which have you read that book yeah I'm familiar. holy cannoli yeah. i mean it's so incredible so everything that he writes is amazing but alchemist really when I read this book, I was on location in Vancouver training Ben Stiller for a movie when I, in my previous life when I was a personal trainer. Right. And I read this book, and it really solidified my vision for working with people who who are who are influencers and are on a mission. Because yeah. I mean, the story about this this the alchemist. The whole story is about this guy's on a mission, and and it really really vibrated my soul on the cellular level because it really spoke to my leadership and mm-hmm. ultimately my purpose and my mission. Because I'm I'm always on a mission. So yeah. So is it safe to say that you could relate? 
I could indeed relate with yes. the character, the main character uh, of the book. Has there been times in your life, you know, like the main character in the book, where it's very easy for him to have settled or been comfortable or easily get distracted? Has there been times for you where you could have just kind of like settled or kicked back? Like, totally. I, I know you're up to big things. And how is that playing out for you? How has that played out for you? How? What are some examples from your life where, you know, you had one thing going on, but like you were committed to something greater and you could have settled, but you didn't. You kept going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say that the most challenging thing that I've ever done or accomplished or committed to in my life was the decision to create and open and run and facilitate Ascension Leadership Academy here in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Um, it was you know, we, I, I had this opportunity. We had this idea, my husband and I, to open ALA down in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Um, and From L.A., right? From a- ALA, from L.A. Yeah, okay. so I was living <laughs> in Los Angeles for 14 years. Ugh. And uh, I I was a, a celebrity trainer. I mean, I yeah. feel weird saying that. Just, it just sounds so goofy. Celebrity but, trainer, you know, bro. I, I trained a lot of really amazing people yeah. who, and, and could have continued with that. You and had a comfortable life. I had a very comfortable life. Yeah. I had a huge network in LA. I lived there for 14 years. I had a, you know, I launched a fitness DVD. I was on Dr. Phil. I was on the doctors and I could have continued in, on that path and mm-hmm. been a fitness star or whatever. Yeah. Right. However, when I discovered the work of transformation, the trainings that we offer at, at ALA, um, at another center in, in Los Angeles, I was like, whoa, okay, this <laughs> is the work I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Super clear. Wake up call. S- a huge wake up call. I have a yeah. life before and a life after these trainings. And it was funny because uh, before I before I went to the trainings, I made up all these stories. I was like, oh, I've done so much work and I could yeah. probably teach the course and like, I don't need it. It was really, really <laughs> funny. So my ego had a huge, huge, beautiful, loving, inter- <laughs> loving interruption. Right. Um, and I really got to confront my ego and the walls that were around my heart. And I really got mm. to see ways and areas of my life that I was not f- fully accessed. That mm-hmm. I was not allowing people to fully access my heart and vice versa. Mm. Um, unbeknownst so, to yourself. Completely right? unbeknownst to me. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I thought that I had it all figured out. Mm-hmm. I read The Secret. I read The Power of Now. Like, I, <laughs> right. you know, I've traveled all over the yes. world. I'm the meaning of life. You know, I'm I've like, had to, so smart. Yeah, I, literally, that was my come yep. from. So, and I'm sure you guys can relate. Hello. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Our so, listeners, can you, you guys relate? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Jenna, have you seen um, drug addicts and alcoholics have any results going through these type of trainings or, or just in your experience, just kind of going through life, interacting with, you know, a pretty large segment of our society who has issues with drugs and alcohol. I, yes, we've had people who have had challenges with, with drugs and alcohol. We typically, we typically stand for people to be clean, sober for Mm -hmm. at least six months before beginning their journey. Mm -hmm. Um, However, we do make exceptions depending on the person and we do full screenings. We talk to every single person who enrolls into our academy. And, and really it's just, we, we get really clear about their commitment for their vision for their life. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, but, but what's really powerful about ALA is that it provides this really amazing family like community that honestly doesn't exist anywhere else that I know of, at mm-hmm. least at the level of right. which we've been able to create. No doubt. And, There's no um, doubt about that. And so what's been really beautiful about this is we see people who – we've seen people who've been smokers for like 30 years who after two days of our trainings are like, I am never smoking again. Like they have like this right. wake-up call and they realize that the the poisoning, the stuff that they're putting in their bodies – 
really is, you know, it's, it's the symptom of something so deep yeah. and it's yeah. really not the actual problem. As you guys know, mm-hmm. um, it's a symptom of something really, um, really powerful and intense and beautiful because of the journey and, mm. and the gift. And what I want to say to both of you, because of the journey that you have both navigated through, um, you know, everything that you have experienced yeah. in your life, it's all been for you because right. it's given you fuel to your fire. Your mm-hmm. pain is yes. now your platform. Mm-hmm. Your pain is now your purpose. And mm-hmm. so that's what I really, I get really excited about people who have those experiences because, you know, that's my favorite people to coach because it really right. creates yeah. this diverse experience as a human being. I love so. that. And I want to dive a little deeper into Ooh. something yeah. you said. Yeah. Thank you, by the Whoa. way, for, for that acknowledgement. Yeah, we're um, like 10 minutes in and we've covered so much already. <laughs> this is, this su- is, you guys incredible. are in for a treat. Those super are incredible. watching and listening. Super incredible. You touched upon something that really resonates with me. And it's this concept of that the using the drugs, the drinking, the smoking, that that's not even the problem. That, that that's actually a symptom of what's really going on. It, it, it sounds like just people check out. Yeah, in different in different ways. It's kind of like having the flu, like a runny nose, a cough, a sore throat. That's not the problem. Those are symptoms of the infection, which is actually a malady that's going on deep down inside right. the human body. Absolutely right. So I would like to talk a little bit more about like this root cause. Like what's what's these people that are coming into the training, and and, and in my experience, there there have been not a lot, but there's definitely been some people with past who have abused and used alcohol and drugs, mm-hmm. I would say almost everyone I've seen go through has had significant improvement in that area. Yeah. To say the least. Um, but aside from this, like it being the surface level, the sign, the symptom, what do you think's going on deeper? Like what's the next layer that these people are suffering from? Is, is it something deeper than body? Is it, is it mind? Is it spirit? Is it something emotional? Like speak into that a yeah, little bit. Yeah. So, you know, I, I can speak. I, I mean, I have, an addictive personality. I wouldn't call myself an addict, but I went through a series of, of um, experiences in my life where I was abusing alcohol and drugs and I smoked, I smoked cigarettes for like 10 years, you guys way back. I know. I know. (laughs) Well, like, let's, let me be clear. I was not like, I smoked a pack a day for 10 years. It was, I was a social smoker. I mean, I started smoking my first cigarette. I was 13 years old. Oh my gosh. I know. And then I smoked when the cool kids were smoking and I was at the high school parties and you know, it was (laughs) just ridiculous, you know, quote unquote. Um, and you know, I, I smoked weed like almost every single day for a significant part of high school towards the end, like, like sophomore, it was, it was more like junior, junior and senior year, um, which led me to a head trauma accident, which I'm going to tell like five stories at the same time, but I'll circle it all back together. All right. So, um, so I, I experienced, uh, self-medicating mm-hmm. and, um, and I really was going down the wrong path. So I was taking pain meds and drinking alcohol, um, drinking and smoking and, and just really poisoning my body and, and thinking that I was making myself feel better. And really it was a way for me right. to detach what my current experience was. Yeah. And, and I um, realized that I was chronically depressed and mm-hmm. I kind of self, self-medicated, self-diagnosed, was going to therapy and nothing was really working. Mm-hmm. And I used to lay in bed at night when I was in high school. I was a senior in high school and I used to wish that I could see my own funeral. Mm. I wish that I could see my own funeral Ooh. to see who would show up to my funeral because I wow. was so depressed. And I, and I believe the story that I made up about myself at this time in my life was that I didn't have friends. People didn't care about me. I wasn't worthy. I wasn't cool enough. I wasn't fill in the blank enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so I kept obsessing about this. And I was like, I wish that I could just be able to see my own funeral. And then I was like, well, 
don't really want to die. I'm not quite ready to die, but maybe I could be in some kind of an accident where I'd be in the ICU <laughs> and then I could see who would show up to my to my hospital bed. Yeah. So I would obsess about that. And all of my energy was going into this. It was I was meticulously crafting it in my mind. And sure enough, I manifested an, an accident. I was in a head trauma accident a couple months later, decorating on I was on the second level of a hay of a hay barn, like a barn in the hayloft. Mm-hmm. And I was hanging a sheet on the ceiling. I was walking backwards, completely not paying attention, ran out of floor, fell 14 feet, landed on my head on concrete, Ugh. and was unconscious immediately and was in a coma. And sure enough, in the ICU and woke up from the coma with brain damage. I lost the majority of my vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. And I also woke up a happy person. Mm. Like I completely was given a second chance at life. And when I was in the hospital, doctors are doing routine blood work on me. They found a considerable amount of THC in my blood. And uh, they said, and also you are type 1 diabetic. Mm. I had no idea that I had it. So, yeah. So there was a lot that was going on in my body and in my life. And and so – you know, I, I really looked at that as an opportunity to completely start over and I became really passionate about taking care of my body and I completely went sober. I no alcohol, no drugs, no cigarettes, nothing. I mean, I had like a significant amount of Vicodin hiding in my glove compartment. I don't remember this, but my sister <laughs> said, she's like, Jenna, when you were in, in the hospital, yeah. you reached over and you grabbed and you were like, go to my car and get my Vicodin. <laughs> Like in front of my wow. parents. I don't remember that at all. But I was, you know, it really, I don't remember a lot for about a year after the accident. This is an um, incredible story. You you didn't know any of this stuff. How much, you knew a little no, bit I, about I this. Need, I need some bit. of this. All right. All right. It, it, it's just, it's just, this story like resembles <laughs> so much like the path of a destructive alcoholic mm-hmm. or drug addict. Mm-hmm. You know, although you're, you're not. You're not describing those things. You're describing the feelings and the thoughts, you know, the self-destructive behavior, you know, the, the wanting to die, but not really wanting to die. Yeah. The, the hopelessness, the, you know, the tragedy and even the, you know, the, the moment where you had a, a moment of clarity. Yeah. Well, the moment of, I mean, I really honestly rem- remember bits and pieces after right. waking up. Um, but I really understood, uh, understood the power of I am. After mm-hmm. the whole experience, because yeah. I, I was having a, a meeting with my doctor and uh, and my mom, and the doctor was saying to my mom, you know, Jenna, we really we don't think that Jenna is going to be able to graduate from high school on time. I only had a semester left of high school. Okay. Um, she, it's going to be really challenging for her. She honestly should wait. We don't want to stress her out. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I couldn't put my thoughts into words. I was still learning how to speak coherently again. Mm-hmm. And I remember feeling this burning sensation in my core and. I was like, you don't effing know me. I bleeped for you guys because I don't want to have to make you do more work with editing. You guys, um, you, you can actually cuss. Can I really? We don't give a well, fuck. Oh my gosh. Uh, I feel like I, I feel like that's just so not allowed. But anyway, so I basically uh, said, you don't effing know me. Right. And I said, yes, I am going to graduate on time in my mind. Yeah. And I did. I graduated on time with the highest GPA that I ever had because I applied myself. I wasn't going to school stoned. Mm-hmm. I wasn't smoking weed on the break or during lunch. I mean, I was yeah, right. really committed <laughs> to being healthy and focusing and applying myself. And I discovered this passion for life. And so even though I had the second chance, I was like, life is great. Life is everything. Everything is wow. awesome. I still did not I still did not have this understanding of what it really meant to love myself. Mm-hmm. And I did not really truly understand that. Even though I was talking about self-love and I became a blogger and I was training all these <laughs> celebrities and like right. everything was all about health and wellness and loving yourself. Right. But it was really a, like a, con- a concept for me. I wasn't really experiencing because I was still going out and drinking with people, driving home drunk when I had way too much to drink, mm-hmm. really just not taking care of my body. And um, and I and I, and I I was allowing – 
toxic energy, so substance, substances, so alcohol, and also people into my life, mm. the kind of relationships I was calling into my life, the people I was spending time with. I was constantly out of my integrity. I was late for everything. And I didn't, and I wasn't aware of any of it, guys. Mm. I wasn't even, I, I had no idea that I was creating this in my life. And so then I go to the trainings. Yeah, I was going to say, what woke you up? Yeah. The, the training, like, seriously. a lot of people are walking around like this, just yeah. completely asleep, mm-hmm. like eyeballs open, but completely asleep, like knock, knock. Hello, somebody home. <laughs> Hello, no, where right. are you at? Hello? Like, like unconsciously, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. So being what woke a fraud. You up? Like, I'm, what shook you? What interrupted your bullshit? It, it was the trainings that I'm that I've been talking. Okay. So the trainings that I went to when I was twenty. So I actually enrolled when I was twenty six. Okay, and then a week before the training, I was like, "Never mind, I don't need this. I'm good. I'm training all these <laughs> like celebrities. So smart. Like my life is so good, and I don't need any of y'all." Like, so, oh, so, so then a week before the like, training, you guys, yeah. I backed out. Of course you did. A, like egomaniac. Yeah. And then fast forward four years Wait, later. Do we know anyone? I think we know some people like that. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. All right. So, um, so then I fast forward. I go to a graduation for one of the trainings, and I was like, "Whoa, this is not at all what I thought I was going to be." Then yeah. I went to the next one and have not looked back since. So let me get this straight: you had an opinion about an experience you'd never had. I knew nothing about, and what? you let your opinion dictate. Basically, your behavior. Mm -hmm. And then when you were able to set aside what you thought you knew and actually let an experience be an experience, what you thought you knew was completely wrong. Yes. Or at least changed. Well. Dramatically. Well, look, it's like we don't know what we don't know. Yeah. You know, and, but we got and a freaking opinion about it. Don't don't yeah. we all? Like our yeah. egos do. Our egos do. Ew. And what I want to what Shots I want to say. <laughs> I want to hang out with you guys all day. Yeah. Um, so what I do want to say to that, though, is that I I learned that I am responsible for creating my own experience, interpretation, and, and value of everything in my life. Mm. So everything mm. that I experience in my life is amazing. Like, it's so next level because that's what I choose. Mm. So when I went through the training, I really dove in. I created a maximum gigantic, huge, valuable experience. It transformed everything about my ways of being, my mindset. Um, I really fell in love with myself, you guys. And mm. I was in a relationship with a guy who was very, he was nine years younger than me at the time. Um, and that wasn't, that wasn't working. I did. He was a child. Like I thought he was 23. So we're dating, right? <laughs> I'm by the way. So we're after I'm in level three, which is, you know, I'm in the level three portion and yeah, I realize yeah. I'm like, this guy is not in alignment with my vision for my life. Like I don't <laughs> yeah. So he's like, I think there's something you need to know about me. And I'm like, who says that? What is he? Uh, what? So he's like, how old do you think I am? I thought he was 23. And he's like, how old do you think I am? And I'm like, 23, question mark. And he's like, no, I'm 20. I'm like, got it. Can't even get a drink uh, with you. And scene. This is not going to work. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, but this is the kind of stuff that I was allowing into my into my space. I know your job is literally on the floor. Literally, <laughs> not literally, figuratively. But I, but I realized that the kind of energy that I was allowing in my space was not – at the level at which I wanted to operate on a regular basis. So Might when I got even say super childish. Clear, oh man. Ooh. That you know, I cradle robber for just two weeks. Like it was okay. it was a short lived relationship. Yeah, 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 but it yeah. wasn't working. No for me. judgment. Yeah, zero. Yeah, no judgment. Hashtag transformation. Yeah. Um, so so I got very clear about the kind of relationship that I wanted to create, mm-hmm. got very clear about the kind of friends I wanted to mm-hmm. have and mm-hmm. meet and experience. One of my best friends in the, in the entire universe, mm-hmm. um, Preston Smiles, I met. Yeah. He was going through the trainings. I know you guys know who Preston Smiles yeah. is. And yeah, yeah, he, yeah. So I met him. He and I were students at the same time. Yeah. And, uh, and so we just – we have – 
an amazing tribe, an amazing community. And so people like that, those are people, the people that I run with now are mm. authors. Yeah. Um, Publics, you know, they're, they're motivational speakers. Uh, Cam Adair is another amazing human being. Just throwing that out there because he's someone else that I love very much. He's an amazing, Shout incredible out, human holler. Um, <laughs> I know you're listening and watching and that's awesome. <laughs> and I see you and I love you. Um, we're going to Burning Man this week together. I'm so excited. Nice. What? Okay, anyway, I, t- I literally tell five stories at the same time. Yeah. I'm no, bringing, you're, I'm you're bringing it back. This I'm is, bringing it back. This is good. The energy in here is explosive. Indeed. Yes. So yeah. so anyway, the people that I hang out with and, now and are us. authors. And then and, you guys, then world, world changers who have a podcast mm-hmm. that good. is ultimately, I, I can already see when you guys have your picture, one million downloads. And I, to- yeah. I totally see that's happening. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's manifestation. It's already happening. It's going to happen. So the people that I surround myself with are up to big things in mm-hmm. life, period. Yeah. People who are on a mission to transform mm-hmm. the world, the planet, their community, right. their own life, and also people who are students of Life for Life. So I don't get inspired by people who are like, I know all that there is to know. Mm-hmm. I am a guru. I don't need to learn anything else. Boring. Like, super boring. Yeah. So yeah. I love meeting people who are humble, who are like, bring it on. I want to have every experience I can possibly have. I want to learn. I want to grow. I never want to stop learning. Let's do it. What kind of results do you see for people? You know, this is about like all different types of uh, addiction, alcoholism, about, but really more than that, it's about like living the life you want to live and, and really being the best you that you can be. Like, what do you see for people that are similar to like Roman and I who are committed to like a sober way of life or what kind of results are are you seeing in their life or what what have you just seen in your experience like what can you speak to that and like the sober life yeah you know that that people start to create new circles mm-hmm. they start to develop new communities and um you know i have and I'm, I know that you guys have people in your life. I have people in my life who are friends from another lifetime right mm. that I will always love I will always yeah. cherish but um but i'm clear that i it's like a small doses kind of mm-hmm. thing so the people that i spend time with now every time i leave their presence and their and and them their being I feel electrified. I feel, yeah. you know, supercharged, not exhausted. So when you have lunch with someone and you're tired after lunch, it's not because you had too much gluten. It's because, yeah. like, literally that person sucked the life out of you. So that's something yeah. to pay attention to. Listen, oh pay attention. God. So our bodies give us these messages. So the physical sensations that we have in our bodies, right. when we're experiencing anything, we get to pay attention to that because right. that's mm-hmm. how our higher self communicates to us by communicating through us. And when we ignore those red those red flags or those signals or those indicators, then universe is like, oh, okay, I see that there's a lesson to be learned yet again. So how many times do you want to repeat this lesson? Yeah. So, you know, that you really get to, you get to create boundaries, healthy mm-hmm. boundaries. Yeah. The one thing in the, in the recovery community that, you know, we, we see all the time is this concept of people wanting to get sober and wanting to change their life without, <laughs> without changing anything without else. Without doing the like, work. Right. Not really like, willing yeah. to do like, like literally, like I just want to be sober, but I want to hang out at the same places and, mm-hmm. and be with the same people and have the same friendships. And then like. It doesn't work. And then they're like shocked. That well, the nothing reason is changing. It's like yeah. oil and water. So you put you did the, I'm sure you did the science quote unquote science experiment where you put the oil on the water in a bottle and your teacher goes, Look, and shakes it up and then it separates at some point. It blends yeah. for a little bit. Just yeah. for a little bit, but at some point it separates. It's natural. Mm-hmm. You you can't you cannot be around people who are not reflections of the life that you want to live, the the legacy that you want to leave behind. Mm-hmm. It just it doesn't work. And um and that's okay. Yeah, it's totally cool. You know, not right, wrong, good, bad, better, worse. It's 
it's really about creating healthy boundaries and being specific about the kind of energy you want in your space. What kind of tips or tricks could you offer to our listeners to be able to shift? Like when someone is... And I want to ask you what you mean by shift because this That's is this is languaging that some people may not be yeah, clear about. Yeah, so what I'm talking about shift is like you're in one state of mind. Mm-hmm. Let's say from the side of life of that's not working. Maybe appeared as negative or hopeless or dark or bleak. And then how would you shift from that state of being into one of, say, committed action or, hey, like I'm ready to – get in shape, get sober, do something for me, make a change, make an adjustment. What type of, uh, is it a mindset thing? Is it a spiritual thing? Is it an emotional thing? Like what, what can someone do? What's, what's a tangible like action item someone can do to shift from maybe the dark into the light? Like metaphorically here. Um, so many questions and so many answers. Okay. No, it's question. good. It's good. I know. No, I like loaded it. I like question. it. I like it. Brian, um, the master of I love questions. it. Okay. So what I would say <laughs> is first and foremost, a mindset sh- a mindset shift must occur. Right. So what I always tell people when they call for coaching or they're like, how do I, you know, fill in the blank? What I always say, almost always is focus out. Mm. Focus yeah. out. What's your vision? What yeah. are you committed to? How can you direct your energy outwardly in such a way that you make an impact in the life of somebody else? Right. Rather than be so selfish, so self-focused, inwardly focused, focusing on the block, focusing on what's missing, right. focusing on on what you're not experiencing. When we focus our energy on anything, it expands. Mm. So if we have the capacity to expand anything we want in our life, if we have the capacity to tell whatever story we want in our life. Focus our energy on something that we actually do want to experience and tell the story that actually forwards us and feels good, Mm. not talking about what currently is. Let's talk about what we want, what we're committed to, what we want to create in the world. And so, you know, energy is energy. So fitness is a a great way. I mean, I – coming from a very addictive – person in in many, many realms. When I'm um, needing to generate a shift of some kind, I, you know, I've gone through phases of being super addicted to exercise. And Mm -hmm. I think there's a really healthy balance that can be created there. Um, And which I'm at a state right now, like I exercise when I feel like exercising. I I exercise when, um, when I really want to have movement in my body, not because I have to, or I must, or it's, it's like a compulsive thing. Wait, what? That's an option? It is an option. Balance. It's called hashtag balance. Um, So, so, you know, I think that, that when you, when anyone, so for listeners, everyone who's listening right now, if you are in an experience where you feel stuck or you feel like you're up against something, focus your energy outward in a, in a lot of different ways. It can be calling a friend and, you know, completely venting. It can be, uh, you know, getting reconnected to your vision, your mission and, and your purpose mm. and doing something that's in alignment with your vision, something that's going to bring you closer <laughs> to the highest level of your ultimate vision. Not right. Rome wasn't built in a day. So every uh, single step that you take will bring you closer to your vision and also exercising. Oof. Yoga is life. I mean, Woo. I cannot live without yoga. Mm-hmm. So um, if I feel like I need to shift something in my physical realm, then I go to yoga and I sweat it out. So mm-hmm. it's energy. Dang. So release. Hashtag release. Let it go. Okay. <laughs> there was a, that was a lot. That was that was amazing. Woo. Take notes, guys. Take notes. I, I know. I'm, a, I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to listen to this one <laughs> over and over and over again. I this love is great. it. Yeah, love but also, it. Brian, one of the other questions, one of the ninety-five questions that you asked me <laughs> in the last two minutes, uh, really, what what do you see avail- What do you see available and possible for people? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I 
I think that the biggest thing is healthy relationships mm. because when you choose a healthy life, you choose healthy relationships. And when I went through my transformational journey and my after I broke up with my um, child of a boyfriend, my man child of a boyfriend, <laughs> um, I got really super clear about the kind of king that I wanted to call into my life. And after I completed my journey of these trainings, I manifested my husband, mm. Brad Ballard. Shout out, Brad. Holler. Yeah. He's a life-size Ken doll. And we met on Match.com. And I got very clear that I was no longer going to be looking for my king. I was going to be found by my king. So Mm. I was creating healthy boundaries in every area of my life. And and it really showed up in a lot of different ways. And so my life, my relationships, my abundance, my my level of impact, my level of influence, everything expanded. Mm -hmm. So when we create healthy boundaries for our lives and also our relationships, then our life only continues to expand. Love it. Okay. Love wow. It. Well, I've it, got I've got I've got a quick thing to say here. So Of course you do. So <laughs> Jenna, what do you do to set yourself up to win every day? Like how do you set yourself up? How do you walk, how are you walking around in this mindset and this attitude and this way of being and this like state of presence and this like here now but yet committed like a maniac on a mission at the same time I'm having fun, I'm joyful. I like you know, fairy dust, sparkles, and unicorns, <laughs> like lattes, like give me some pink and Americanas. purple. Uh. Yeah, all that. So like, <laughs> what are you doing to set yourself up to win? Like, how are you continually staying and I would even say expanding and growing in this like mindset and way of being? Um, a few different ways. Uh, <clears throat> number one, my vision is not about me. It's about others. It's about other people. It's about serving the world. It's about serving other people and making a difference in the lives of as many people as I possibly can. Um, So when I'm in my shit, then I think about the fact that my vision, my purpose, my mission on this planet, it's not it's not about me. It's bigger Mm -hmm. than me. Yeah. And um, and then that that has me. Okay, like I shake off the dust and I pick myself up and I keep going. Mm -hmm. And also um, I've really enrolled people into. Um, I've enrolled people into supporting me because I used to lone wolf it. I tried to do everything on my own and that does not work. No, it doesn't ever for any reason. And I was a massive, massive controller. And I, the story that I made up was nobody can do it like I can. And that's right. So I, I also now have a beautiful team of people who support me in a variety of different ways. Yes. Um, I have an amazing personal assistant. Her name is Kesha Spore. Yes, Holler Kesha. Shout out. And Kesha. she's my hero. And okay. she makes sure that I am crossing all my T's, dotting all my I's. And, and she really supports me. I, I, I really could yeah. not do what I do without her right. support. So Teamwork. Yeah. Cool. Love it. Love well, it. That's, well, I, that's about all the time we have. Yeah. So uh, uh, any last little nuggets before we go, Jenna? Little nuggets. Yes. Build a community. Don't do life alone. Love yourself. Treat yourself. Mm -hmm. And have fun. Where can can everyone find you, Jenna? Uh, I'm Jenna Phillips Ballard, double N, double L, double L. So... Yeah, you guys. I, I know you guys can figure that out. Jenna Phillips Ballard, and uh, you can find me anywhere on social media: Instagram, Facebook, and you can also find I have a jennaphillipsballard dot com website. Um, and yeah, just find me Check on Facebook. I have okay. I have videos every single Thursday. At 7 what are they PM. called? Train of thought. 
I love train, train of thought. My of train thought. of thought videos. Yes. And um, I always lose my train of thought on these videos, but I always bring it back. <laughs> like, yeah. Focus box. I always bring it back. Right. Um, yeah. So it's it's super fun. So every single Thursday cool. at 7 p.m. And um, would love to connect with you guys there. And I love what you guys are doing. Yes. You too. You guys Thank are you. rock stars. I'm oh, so yeah. proud of you. And just I love to watch you guys shine. Love right you too, on. Jenna. Thank you, Jenna. Thank you. Love you, girl. Love so, you. Thanks, guys, for listening. That was another episode of the Sober Life Audio experience (laughs) the specialty produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce the app features photographs recipes geography and history taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.